0: Welcome to episode eight of the CDI podcast. I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development.
1: And I'm Emily Cooper Yates, Project Coordinator for CCED.
0: Our guest today is close to home for SAUCA. Jamie is the Executive Vice President of the Conway Area Chamber of Commerce in Conway, Arkansas. Jamie, welcome.
2: Hey, yeah, thanks for having
0: me. Uh, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are now?
2: Sure. Um, So uh, I'm a UCA alum, so graduated from Atkins High School, uh, not too far down the road, and uh, went to UCA and did the the Honors College, Business College thing. And uh, at the end of my um, career at UCA, um, I did an internship with uh, what was then the Arkansas Department of Economic Development and is now AEDC. And so um, was an intern there for about a year and a half, actually, and ended up um, taking a job, kind of wrapping college up. Um, it was longer than four years, but it was ahead of my own schedule. They, my, my victory lap was stolen from me. And um, so I uh, became a community developer, so worked there full time. Uh, left that position to uh, become the first employee for the Conway Downtown Partnership, which is still around now. Uh, I guess this is probably its 20th anniversary. Did that for a while. Because of a lot of the pu- the nature of the projects I was working on, uh, we were getting a lot of earbarks at that time, doing streetscape work downtown. Uh, I transitioned into a role at the mayor's office. So working with Mayor Tab Council. moved over there for about three years and got really busy with recruiting uh, the courtship of HP. So bringing uh, Hewlett Packard to town and was taking up a whole lot of my time and doing a lot of the, the private economic development work. And so on the heels of that project, really right before it was officially announced, uh, the CDC had the capacity to add another employee. And so I came over and worked for the CDC. And so that was in 2008. I've been um, in this building since then. We had a merger of the Development Corporation and the Chamber, and so I now hold uh, dual roles uh, for those two organizations, and have have worked there every since. I did I did take a, a one year sabbatical and uh, worked at the Arkansas House of Representatives for the Speaker when uh, the Speaker was uh, Robbie Wills, who was a representative from here, and so I took a year to go work on on that side of things, but then come back and and worked here ever since, so.
1: All right, so um, working at a Chamber of Commerce during a global pandemic and an economic crisis must be tough. How has the Conway Area Chamber of Commerce adjusted to these challenges?
2: Yeah, so we kind of, um, maybe in some gallows humor, talked about what a great time to work um, in a, a, a place that's funded completely by event revenue and voluntary business expenses, and so we knew that it would be a direct assault, really, on our finances and our way of doing business. Um, our experience to date has been, you know, really pretty positive, mainly because uh, I think a lot of businesses uh, have, you know, seen value from us in years past and have thankfully you know, been supportive of that and and, uh, really see kind of a relationship that goes beyond an annual transaction. And so, you know, I I don't like to talk uh, in terms of generous because we're not a charitable organization. You know, we try to create value, but they've at least been loyal (laughs) members um, during this time. The other thing we've done is pivot where more than most chambers, um, we we make a lot of uh, our revenue from events and um, we've figured out ways to deliver those events virtually uh, to come up with alternatives and um, retain some of that uh, revenue. And, you know, I'm numb to it, but for those of you who um, work in chamber business, you will uh, we we stand out and that you're going to hear me talk a lot about selling revenue, sponsor value, all those things. We are an extremely entrepreneur-minded private business style organization. And uh, that's because we don't get any um, public funds or subsidies um, like that for the chamber of the CDC. So we have to think that way. But we think that's also good because um, we have a a high level of empathy for small business people uh, because we are one. So it's it's you know it's it's like everything we're adjusting like everyone else and then we're we're taking advantage of some of the programs so um, the way we're organized we weren't eligible for uh, uh, payroll protection um, there were some other programs that we weren't eligible for there were some that we were that just weren't a good fit um, but some of the things like unemployment and shared unemployment um, where we've taken either you know reductions in pay uh, looked at reductions in hours and just you know, try to figure out through good board management, we had a substantial reserve. And so how do you make a three-month reserve? Uh, how do you turn it into a seven-month reserve? You do all those things. And so, you know, you just kind of you muddle through. Um, and it's, it's gone. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased uh, with where we are first week in June uh, compared to where I thought we would be uh, third week in March.
0: That's great. And, and it sounds like you guys have really uh, come up to the challenge and, and uh, adjusted. Um, and, and as we're working our way out of this public health and economic crisis, have you given any thought to what the new normal may look like when we come out of this? And, and how do you think it's going to affect your work in Conway and in other communities across the state?
2: Yeah, so I would tell other communities across the state, um, and this has been my take that I settled in on about a month ago, Almost said a year because it feels like a year, but it was a month. I think the lasting legacy of the coronavirus will not be that it completely uh, alters our future. I think what it will do is that it will compress um, our future. So things that were going to happen five or 10 years from now are going to happen in the next 18 months. So trends in corporate real estate you know we have large office clients who they may say I need uh, 1,000 workstations because we have 1,200 employees so that's a 1.2 multiplier Um, why do they need you know less workstations they have employees because a lot of people travel and work from home and work remotely and they condo or they share and all that stuff I think you might see that number go uh from 1.2 to 1.4 or 1.6 or something like that um but if you had told me in february hey five years from now you know office real estate may contract i would say yeah i would assume so well it just may be like now that it's going to happen um, i think towns that were struggling before uh, people losing health care uh, people losing points of sale in rural arkansas um, if you thought the outlook wasn't good for your community if your community did not have a positive 10-year future i think the challenges that you thought may fatally harm your community are on your doorstep they're not 10 years away you know so i think that's the big thing like it's all these time has compressed we uh you know, it, it just sped up, and it, but it's going to speed up innovation and it's going to speed up, you know, other things too. I mean, it's going to speed up the good and the bad. Um, it's just a lot, you know, to deal with and our human minds have to comprehend that. And so who knows? <laughs> I mean, how, how we cope with that.
1: I like what you said about how it's just kind of speeding everything up, uh, both positive and negative. So that's so true. Um, So finally, we wanted to ask about your experience at the Community Development Institute. What part of CDI had the biggest impact on you and your work?
2: You know, so I was doing that so early in my career uh, that it was, I mean, it was certainly, it was formative. I mean, it was some, some of my earliest professional experiences were CDI. Um, I actually went at UCA and in the Woodlands. (laughs) When you asked me about like a CDI memory, uh, that was like my first experience with like work travel with other coworkers. I mean, so I have like these, you know, uh, milestones in my mind associated with CDI that have nothing to do with curriculum. I do think, you know, it gave me the baseline literacy and You know, I learned very early on to speak the language of community development and how people who work in that world kind of have their own um, way of doing things. And there's all these methodologies. And so just this question makes me think about this, because I don't it's not like I live my professional life by the models that I learned at CDI. But I think it's a perfect example Of that old saying about you need to learn the rules so you can uh, learn when to break them, and uh, you know that's either a Picasso or or some other writer. It's like listen, you know, you want to adopt your own style of artwork, you want to adopt your own style of creative writing. um, Learn what the framework and the rules are, so you can um, strategically leave the reservation when you need to and do something unorthodox because I'm a I'm a huge believer um in that um but you do have to understand kind of what the common what the what the the social and behavioral norms are for work that involves the community um, because it's a good indicator of why you might be failing at times so uh, this isn't working this isn't working okay <laughs> maybe it's failing because you haven't built a team. You haven't communicated with the stakeholders. You know, you haven't done all, all these things. Um, if, if that's the case, then yeah, you need to fall in that box. Um, maybe you did everything right. And it's just failing for a lack of funding or failing for all these reasons. You know, you kind of got to, again, know the rules. So you know when it's okay to break them uh, because there are times that you kind of just have to, go off on your own and i think that's a a balancing act on there's the balancing act of leadership through consensus building and then leadership through leadership (laughs) and like look you're gonna have to run out there on your own um for people to see it and follow it um and how can you move forward without consensus uh and that just like i said that, that is, are, are you being a jerk or are you being innovative? So.
0: That's awesome. And that's a really important point, um, You know, learning the rules so you know when to break them. And, and you guys have done an extraordinary job at that uh, at the Conway Chamber. Um, so Jamie, I just wanted to thank you so much for your time and uh, taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us on the CDI podcast. You guys do some incredible work for the Conway Area Chamber of Commerce. And I want to thank you for helping make Conway a great place to work and live.
2: Hey, man, appreciate it. Appreciate y'all. We, we love CDI. We're so glad it's here. I mean, we are, um, you know, really proud that, um, that it's a UCA thing. I mean, not just as a, as a native, you know, of Conway now, but as, a, as an alum.
1: Well, on upcoming episodes of the CDI podcast, we'll feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.